Tell me who had believed, had believed our report, and to whom is it revealed, the mighty arm of the Lord. Hello, I'm Kathy Davidson. I'd like you to join me and the ministers of music from Water of Life Church here in Plano, Texas, as we minister the gospel, the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus. Beverly Davis Lowry went to be with her Lord this past December 2nd. She was born in Houston, Texas in 1934. Her parents taught her to sing gospel songs even before she could walk. At the age of 12, she knew she needed Jesus and was born again. You may have heard her sing on the old-time gospel hour years ago. You may have even heard of her son, Mark Lowry, a comedian and singer who sang with the Gaithers for 13 years. There's a wonderful video of her on the Internet of her speaking in the last months of her life where she's talking about Jesus, and she shares, I didn't always do right by him, but when I would get off by myself, he would show me what I did wrong. And as her daughter chimed in, and you would listen, Mom, and taught us to listen. What you may not know about Beverly Lowry is she wrote some beautiful songs. One of those songs is titled, I Thirst, and it's ministered here by the Brown Brothers. It has some remarkable lyrics to consider. As the chorus goes, he said, talking about Jesus, I thirst, yet he made the rivers. He said, I thirst, yet he made the sea. I thirst, said the king of the ages. In his great thirst, he brought water to me. As it states in Colossians 1.16, and this is talking about Jesus, For by him, Jesus, were all things created. By Jesus were all things created. That are in heaven, that are on earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created by him, by Jesus, and for him, for Jesus. And he is before all things, and by him all things consist. This was the man that created everything that you and I see and don't see. And yet he took on the form of a man and humbled himself even to the death of the cross for you and I. Let this song minister to you. One day I came to him, I was so thirsty. I asked for water, my throat was so dry. He gave me water that I had never dreamed of. But for this water, my Lord had to die. He said, I thirst, yet he made the river. He said, I thirst, yet he made the sea. I thirst said the king of the ages in his great thirst he 
brought water to me. Now there's a river that flows as clear as crystal. It comes from God's throne above. And like a And the third stanza has some words that absolutely make my heart rejoice. It goes like this. My sin. Oh, the bliss of this glorious thought. My sin, not in part, but the whole, is nailed to the cross and I bear it no more. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Oh, my soul. You know, there is a place in Jesus that comes through the gospel where there is no more guilt. Do you have guilt Do you know that robs you of your life? There is a place in Jesus where there is no guilt. All that guilt can be taken away. And it's a gift to you. We're going to take a look at that. Let's take a look at John 10.10 first. It states, The thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come that they might have life and they might have it more abundantly. This is Jesus speaking. Let's take a look at this again. And Jesus says, The thief cometh not but for to steal, to kill, and to destroy. You know, if you have guilt in your life, it destroys your life. It steals from you. It steals your life. But look what Jesus said. I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. Your guilt does not come from Jesus. Your guilt does not come from the gospel. That is the wicked one. That is the thief that came to steal your life and give you guilt. How? How do we take away the guilt? We take away the guilt by first taking away the cause of the guilt. 
Now, what causes guilt? Sin causes guilt. Sin causes our guilt. So we have to get rid of the sin. So how do we get rid of the sin? Let's take a look at Isaiah 53 and find out what happened to our sin. I'm going to begin in verse 5. He was wounded for our transgressions. And this is talking about Jesus. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. Verse 6, all we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned every one to his own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. Do you see that last line? The Lord hath laid on him the iniquity of us all. All of us, all of our iniquity from all of us was laid on the body of Jesus. Jesus bore our sin on the cross. Your sin, my sin. He bore it on the cross. It was in his body. So Jesus paid the price for your sin and my sin. The price was already paid and it was paid on the cross. Now, why did Jesus take our sins on the cross? Why did he pay for them? Why did he go to the cross for us? Let's take a look at Romans 5 and I'm going to begin in verse 7. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die. Yet peradventure for a good man some would even dare to die. But look at verse 8. But God, our Heavenly Father, but God commendeth his love toward us. In that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Do you see that is why Jesus went to the cross? Because of the love of the Father. Do you see it is not our work to get to God? But it is that God loved us and had Jesus do the work for us. It says in verse 8 again, But God commendeth his love toward us, demonstrates his love toward us, puts his love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Do you see that Jesus died when you were at your very worst? Jesus died for you when you didn't care that he died for you. Jesus died for you when you were in the middle of committing the sin. Why did Jesus die for you? It states it right here. God commendeth his love toward us. That's why Jesus died for you. He died for you because the Father loved you. He loved you and he loved me. And he sent Jesus to die for the both of us. And now look at verse 9. Much more than. Much more than? Much more than. Now that God has commended his love toward us, much more than being now justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. Do you see? It says much more than being now justified by his blood. Justified. What is justified? Justified, and I know we've all heard this, justified means exactly what it says. 
just as if I have never committed the sin. That is the extent of the gospel. It not only did Jesus die for you, but by his blood justified you, completely took the sin out of you to where it is like you have never committed it. How can you have guilt when there is no sin there? How can you feel guilty about something that is no longer there and it was if it had never been committed? Your sin through the blood of Jesus, as it states here, much more than being now justified by his blood, just as if you never committed a sin. We shall be saved from wrath through him. Through who? Through Jesus. The Father commended his love toward us in that he sent Jesus to die for us. Much more than being justified, all that sin taken completely away, we shall be saved from wrath through Jesus. Now when? When were you and I justified? When did it become possible that all that sin was taken completely away? Let's go to Hebrews 9, verse 11. I'm going to begin. But Christ being come a high priest of good things to come by a greater and more perfect tabernacle, not made with hands, that is to say, not of this building, neither by the blood of goats and calves. Now, this was under the Old Testament. When they had sin, they had to kill an animal, a goat, a calf, a turtle dove. But here it says, neither by the blood of goats and calves, but by his own blood. Jesus entered in once into the holy place, the tabernacle in heaven, having obtained eternal redemption for us. Jesus entered in the tabernacle in heaven with his own blood, with his own blood. And he sprinkled that tabernacle. Let's take a look at verse 13. For if the blood of bulls and of goats and the ashes of a heifer sprinkling the unclean sanctifieth to the purifying of the flesh. Verse 14. How much more, how much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God, purge your conscience from dead works to serve the living God. That blood of Jesus sprinkled in the heavens. And the moment it was sprinkled, you and I were justified. The Father saw that blood and he was appeased and our sins we were justified from. Just as if we have never committed them. So why do you still have guilt? Because you don't believe. Because you don't believe. When that sin comes up, you need to believe the gospel. You need to preach the gospel to yourself. You need to trust in these words that you were justified by the blood of Jesus. You know, I had a conversation with a woman once. I can remember exactly where we were standing. We were standing between my kitchen and living room. And she had come to me and she had some sin in her life. And she didn't know what to do with it. And we were talking and I said to her, what happened under the Old Testament when you had sin? She said, well, if I remember right, 
You had to have an animal, a, a goat, a, a bull, a turtle dove, uh, two doves, two young pigeons, and you had to take them to the priest, and you laid your hand on the animal, and then the priest would kill the animal, and that would cover your sin. I said, right. I said, that's already been done for you. I said, but it's even been done better. A man died for you. I said, a man already shed his blood for you. A man already had that sin on him and died on a tree for you. You have a sacrifice. You already have a sacrifice. Why do you want to continue to sacrifice for a sin that's already been paid for? Why do we want to hold the guilt inside us and beat ourselves over the head with it when it's already been taken care of? All we have to do, do you see, it's already been taken care of. It has already been taken care of. Jesus already went to the cross. He already had your sin on his own body when he was marred more than any man. He was already dead. He already went to hell for you. And he already paid for that sin and was raised from the dead. So when that sin comes up, you have to tell yourself and that sin, look, you've already been paid for. I can't carry this guilt. It's already been paid for. That's the gospel. That's what happens with your sin. It was paid for 2,000 years ago. And when you believe that, and when you trust in that, and when you tell yourself that when you don't feel like it, when that guilt is up to your ears, you keep preaching yourself that gospel and what happened to your sin. And it will get in your heart and you will believe it. And then that guilt will disappear.
That was the hymn, It Is Well, ministered here by the Water of Life Boys, and as I stated in the beginning, one of my favorite hymns. I would like to finish the program with a beautiful song sung here by Kathy Mai, the song's title, Holy Ground. Kathy Mai is the daughter of the president of this ministry, Dole Davidson. Dole tells the story that he didn't even know his daughter could sing until she joined the choir at the First United Methodist Church in McKinney. Not only did Kathy get her father's attention, but she also caught the eye of the choir director, so much so that she became his wife, and the two led worship here at Water of Life for years. Terry Mai went to be with Jesus in 2009, but Kathy kept walking, and she and her daughters, Candace, Ashley, and Rachel, make up the women's quartet, the Mai Girls. You know, Kathy can not only sing, but she ministers the anointing. Let her minister that anointing to you while you listen.
thank you for joining me and the musicians from Water of Life Church. I would love to hear from you. You may reach me by email at Kathy, K-A-T-H-I-E, at Kathy Davidson, W-O-L dot com, or you may write me at Kathy Davidson, Care of Water of Life Church, P.O. Box 861327, Plano, Texas, 75086. You may find me on the internet at www.kathydavidsonwol.com and on Facebook and Twitter. Until next time, God bless.